0: All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. It's Rob Kosper here. Super excited to bring you another episode of the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. I got a great guest. I think you're really going to enjoy today. That really intrigued me because we were messaging back and forth, and he was telling me how his book is bringing him in over a million dollars a year of new business. This uh, Rodney Coop, he's the president and founder of The New Flat Rate. His book is a best-selling book is Why Won't They Pay Me What I'm Worth. Rodney, super great to have you here. Thanks for taking the time to, to be with us on the podcast and uh, tell us your magic.
1: Oh, I'm glad to be here, too. Uh, always glad to tell my story in any way that, that you want to hear it or that will help other people.
0: Yeah. Love you it. know, uh, it looks like you're that. in your, what what do your you want workshop. You're, uh, you know, Rodney, you work in the uh, home services business, HVAC, plumbing, air, that sort of thing. Which uh, looks like you're exactly living that (laughs) in your workshop there, which is fantastic. You know, I love that you run your business. You've been doing this for 40 years, 30 years as a business owner. Um, Talk to me. First, describe a little bit about what the new flat rate is. Describe to me what your business is. And then let's talk about how your book is kind of making this, making it rain for you in your business.
1: I had a problem as a contractor. It seems like I've been a contractor all my life. And that problem was that no matter how educated, no matter how experienced, it's like no matter what I brought to the table, if I was in front of a consumer, somebody who was needed electrical work or whatever, there would always be a pricing discussion. And it always just kind of drove me bananas because... I knew how much talent, skill, knowledge, wisdom, experience, ambition, and tender, loving care (laughs) I brought to the table. And I knew they weren't going to get that from any place else, yet they still thought of me as a commodity. They still thought of me only by the price. It was always about price. Hmm. And I began to realize that it's always about price until you make it about something else. And so in order to solve my problem, the desperation of this customer interaction Where they don't understand, know, and appreciate who I am and what I'm about to do for them. We created a menu pricing system. I looked at retail. I looked at Ford Motor Company. I looked at McDonald's, Lowe's, Home Depot. And I started to spend hours and hours studying how people buy. I wanted to see the mentality. What's happening when they look at 100 kitchen faucets? Center down to about five of them. Look left, right, up, down, touch one or two, put one in the basket. Yeah. 15, 20 seconds. And so, uh, so we created a, a company called the New Flat Rate, which is basically a menu. It's just we create menu pricing for heating, air, electric, chimney sweeps, pest control, and, and several industries. And what it does is it gives a menu for any service. Any service at all, whether they need a part for their faucet or their water heater or their air conditioner or whether they need a a new breaker box, a new generator, a, a whole new heating and air system. Right. So we've created thousands and thousands of menus. So the service technician just has to diagnose, choose the appropriate menu, show it to the customer with a very simple script. The customer chooses. The service tech is always only the hero never the antagonist never the bad guy there's the choices and when the customer says tell me about that one then the service tech just says that's a good choice you know what do you like about it yeah customer doesn't really know it just but it fits them and when they say that's what i want then the service tech takes it away are you sure cuz i don't think you looked at my other options they say no that's what i want okay so the end result is number 1 never ever a pricing objection it's just gone Number two, no sales resistance. Customer, that sales, it just never comes up. And number three, no buyer's remorse. Hmm. No Google slapping, no phone call saying, you ripped me off. You sold, you know, my grandmother, you sold her this. It's all gone. Nice. So that's what we did. Part of the reason it's successful, my daughter is actually the president of the company. I'm the CEO and founder. So she has ran the company since day one. My son is our national training director. He orchestrates our training, our uh, uh, productivity, and I often say, just to be clear, this was my idea, okay? (laughs) I wrote the first menu. My son wrote the next (laughs) (laughs) 3,000.
0: Hey, fair enough. I mean, somebody had to be the That's pioneer. Right. You were clearly the pioneer. Well done, Rodney. <laughs> now you've told me, I mean, your company has done very, very well. It's grown, you know, it's it's been on fire. You're in all 50 states, you're in Canada. And primarily this is what HVAC, plumbing, electrical, things like that, where someone is going into the home and instead of now worrying about a negotiation or somebody feeling like this is a negotiation it's it's a very simple way to buy that removes all those objections is that right
1: yeah it absolutely is and the best example is when you and i were younger rob a car wash was four quarters if you're really good yeah maybe eight quarters if you're if if you wanted to really get into detail well now you know the drive through car washes they show you a menu and 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when that when the menus first became popular in, in car washes, they started down here anywhere from $2 to $5. And then the top option might be $10 to $12. That was common for a while. Then it moved up and up. I actually went into a, a drive-in car wash here in town about three weeks ago. The bottom option was like $12, mm. and the top was like $28. Right. So it's the same car wash, yeah. you know. But you will pay more for a rainbow soap. You just will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course you will. I love my cars, so I've got to take care of my cars with the rainbow soap. (laughs) I love that. So that that definitely works. But
1: the reason for the book, everybody wants to tell their story, I think. I think that you know that better than anybody. Yes. Everybody wants to tell their story. If they find something that works and changes things... Then it's an exciting story. Uh, We went from creating menu pricing books in 2011 to, I suppose, about five years ago, going all digital. Now it's all app-based. And our app is used right at 30,000 times a week. Wow. So it's very, very successful. And uh, it's changed lives because uh, the average client for us has an increase of $150,000 Per service truck per year. Wow! In high high gross margin business.
0: Wow! So that is true. And they're their hero right? So we write the book. Yeah, yeah, right. So the book tells the story,
1: but why did we write the book? We like to tell the story, but the story is the marketing. So as you would say, instead of giving them a business card. You give them something that's it's just even if they don't read it, it's just way more memorable, gives you a certain level of credibility and maybe gets you into the door and invited to speak. And so I think the last year I I had about 20 articles published in magazines. And it's funny, I worked I think I worked 15 years to get an article published in a magazine. (laughs) And now my kids get asked for articles in magazines. So it's. Transfer generations, beautiful. But here's here's how we yeah. use the book. Here's how we use the book. If we're at a live event, of course we've got uh, we can have a stack of books there, and we found that we don't just leave them out. We keep them behind us, sort of, and then we talk to people. Then we can give them a book. It seems to carry more more value. But people like that. But we also do miniature books that'll fit in their pocket if we're at a like a trade show or something simply because of the obvious. If something's bulky or something, they'll lay it down when they're
0: walking around. Interesting. I I don't see many of that. So what do you do there? How do you create the mini book? Give me some details about that. We just take sections. We would
1: just take sections of the book, like chapter two in my book is called The Ferris Wheel. And so we might just print that into a just write in the office in our printer print it into a mini book with a cute little cover. That'll, as long as it fits in a pocket, long as they can slide it into a pocket at some point that book will make it, make it back. Yeah. But here's what we do with most, most of the books go out because in our marketing, we're collecting contact information, emails, et cetera, et cetera. So when a prospect trips a wire shows interest in our products or services, they're going to get seven touches. It, it turns on some kind of a thing where they're going to get seven touches. The first one is going to be, we're going to send them my book. They're going to get by, the book. By
0: the way, my dog, um, Bob, Bob is saying hi to you.
1: <laughs> okay. <bye. laughs>
0: Sorry. Go back to the seven touches. That's important stuff. Okay. So they're going to get the book right away.
1: Now, when you send somebody something, especially if it's lumpy mail, They're going to open it. They're at least going to look at it. That way, they'll take your call or they'll look at your next email or something. When you get that touch with the customer, it creates some sort of a a mental bond. Oh, gee. Oh, this is nice thing. Now you can call them and you're not a telemarketer. Now you're just a person asking question. Hey, I just wanted to know, did you get that book? I didn't know if the post office delivered it. Oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, great. Hey, you need to check out page 32 or you need to check out this or that love it okay so that's an easy touch without any pressure without any telemarketer you know what i mean yep. you're just a friend a friend asking a question yeah okay then they're automatically going to get probably another uh, email an article podcast this or that something and then everything is going to have a call to action where they can they can call or click for a, a live face-to-face uh either a demo or another thing that we do that's become uh, it's worked pretty well. We call it uh, coffee with Rodney so they can they can do a demo with one of our sales team or if they just want to talk to a contractor just contractor to contractor let's just talk about you know your hopes and dreams and what's driving you bananas. you just want to talk to some talk to Rodney he's in his wood shop and so I'll take what we call CFR CWR coffee with Rodney calls. But, so then they're going to get some more lumpy mail. Uh, we might send them a coffee cup or something. But they're going to get seven things from us working up to getting a live demo. Mm. So we've got the pre-demo phase. There's going to be seven touches. Then there's going to be the live demo. And then there's seven more touches that's going to call post-demo. And I don't even know what all that stuff is. But the point
0: is... Someone does. Um, someone in your company needs someone you don't does. Need to. Someone You're the founder and CEO. You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. You wrote that first menu, Rodney. You don't need to worry about the rest of it. That's exactly right. That's, that's right. So that's how
1: we use the book. And uh, I think it's fair to say I don't use it enough as far as the idea. Like, like I told you, I write a lot of articles for magazines. I don't always... Put in the Bible in the bio, best-selling author. I should that should you be should. in every tagline I do. I should take advantage of that.
0: Good, I mean that's a simple thing. Yeah, you, <laughs> so yeah. You, you mentioned to me, Rodney. You are sending out about a thousand books a year, so this that that's representative of a thousand potential customers that you would get. You know that lead to a phone call, a demo. You know the follow up sequence. What is an average customer worth to your company? Lifetime value, approximately, would you say?
1: That's a good question, and I believe in looking at lifetime value, and I, but I don't know that I've really done that too much with our customers. First year value is right at, right at uh, ten to twelve thousand uh, on average.
0: Awesome. So, um, and they stay with you a number of I'm years, I would assume. At-
1: We've got, we're just looking at the list here uh, this week. Uh, We've got, and we organized our member base by the years. And so we started in 2011. So the first customers that we have on our list are from 2012. So we've got groups from all of the years. And uh, yeah, a lot of them stay with us. Sometimes they sell their company, they have turnover or different reasons, but, but, but boy, they should stay because... Yeah. They're making uh, money. Uh, Rob, we're at $2 billion in new revenue for our clients. Wow. $2 billion. Wow, So we're very proud of that because that's money infused into companies, a lot of them who were struggling when, when they met us. Yeah. So we're very proud of that.
0: Congratulations. I, I love it. I mean, you know, simple math, a lot of people think about or or hear about a best-selling author giving away their book and they bristle at that, they think that's, that's not a good idea. Whereas, honestly, it is a fantastic idea. Obviously, especially if you're in a business where an average client is worth you know, five figures. In your case, it may be worth mid five figures or even six figures if they stay with you for four, five, six years. And so, but right. even worst case scenario, they stay with you one year. You have a client that's worth ten or twelve thousand dollars. Yes, sending out a thousand books will probably cost you about five thousand dollars in a year. But one client, you double your revenue. Just one client out of the right. thousand. And I and as you told me, you know, you're generating uh, seven figures a year from this simple process. So I really hope people are, are listening and seeing how they should be using their book with a follow-up sequence, not just sending their book. I spoke to a BSP client just the other day, and, and he told me, um, first time I ever heard this, he said, hey, I, I did what you said. I did your system, and it didn't work. And I said, you mean you sent, you got the list, you sent books out, and, and nothing goes, <laughs> yes. And I said, well, tell me, what was the follow up like? What were the telephone calls like that? And he goes, follow up? What follow up? <laughs> what telephone calls? I'm like, you didn't watch the whole video then. I mean, the book positions you, but you still need a follow up sequence. And, and yours, of course, is very detailed, which I love. So, congratulations on that. Hey, you know what? In 1980, before you were born, probably. <laughs> no, I sold uh, I sold cars
1: for a year in North Dakota, and I developed this mentality that said, you know, when somebody comes in to look at a car, of course, the research at that time was that 60, 65 percent, give or take, of the people who walk in a dealership and look at a car will buy a car within three days. Wow, it's such a big deal for them to get up the guts. Let's say to actually walk in and talk face-to-face with a salesman in a car dealership yeah. that they don't do it until they're serious. Um, I've studied uh, as a, a Ford Motor Company for over 40 years. I've actually test driven and personally talked to car salesmen over 300 times. Wow. I always plan to write a book on car selling and <laughs> or on selling cars. And I just, I never, never got around to that. But recently I went to an auto dealers conference in Los Angeles, and I asked us as a group of auto dealers, I told them, I said, well, back in the 80s, over 60% of people that walked into a dealership would buy a car within three days. They said it's the same today.
0: No kidding. Isn't that something? Amazing.
1: So that means that means that is an on-fire prospect. Yeah, You can't let them out the door. So here was my mentality in 1980. I would talk to somebody, we would test drive, and boy, I had a No matter what the car or truck, I had a special test drive course just for that, just for that vehicle. And that would really shine whatever that vehicle was good at. That's another story. But if they left without buying, which was not uncommon, my process for follow-up was this. Number one, never call a prospect back without new information. Mm, Good. So, it was always like this. Joe, hey, this is Rodney down here at Bob Sellers Dodge. I am so sorry. I'm so glad you came and drove the 280Z. I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you how accurate that gas gauge is. Did you know (laughs) that when it goes down and it says E that you've got exactly 12 miles? It's accurate to within a glass of gas. And so... You always had to have new information. Right. So if you send somebody a book, it's the perfect opportunity. You give them time to get the book, whether they open it, read it or not. Then you call them and you say, uh, hey, Joe. Hey, this is Rodney. Have I caught you at a bad time? I am so sorry. You always start with that. I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you what's on page 32. I almost feel like I wrote it just for you. (laughs) You see what I mean? Now you've reinstuted, reinstituted the relationship, yeah. you've added curiosity, you've added uh, a, a feeling of I just did something just for you, Yeah, and it, you know, more cements the bond. I love it. So a book is the perfect, it's the perfect thing to do that, because you never have to be afraid, here's a good statement, you never have to be afraid of calling somebody who has your book.
0: Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. I mean, I take a
1: call. You wrote the book take on it. A call. I'd take a call from John Grisham today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do that. <laughs> oh, Rodney, okay. this is fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Tell me, where can people learn more about what you do? Maybe get your book. Of course, they can get your book on Amazon, but you know, let's, let's give them some links to where they can get uh, some info directly on you.
1: Yeah, of course, they can go to Amazon, I'll make two or $3. That'd be great. <laughs> but but anybody who shows interest, they can just go to, uh, to the new flat com. But we've made it even simpler menu pricing.com. Uh, if they just go to menu pricing.com, they'll learn all about us. And, uh, and by the way, anybody can call me and talk to me anytime, just like you and just like our good friend, John Grisham.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Rodney, great to have you. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, I love what you're doing with your book. Congratulations on all your success with it. Obviously, keep it up. When you're ready to write that book on selling cars, let me know. I'll help you with it. <laughs> all right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Bye-bye.